and welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast where a comedian who loves her brother very much and whose name is Laura Lex does a podcast where her brother is there and they like each other despite the arguing. Hello, Ron. Weird start. <laughs> Weird. Well, everybody was very uncomfortable with how much rowing we did last week, Ron. I, I just felt like mm, we got real mad at each other. It was because you wouldn't shut up about those magnets. So I just wanted <laughs> to start. <laughs> I just wanted to start gently and reassuringly. <laughs> And to just say, hey guys, no two people have ever been a better, friendlier brother and sister than me and uh, Ron. Remind me to tell Dad about that when we record that episode in a second. No, I will not. I won't do it. How are you, Ron? <laughs> I'm not going to rise to this laughing, listeners, just so you know. I'm going to just be chill and calm and kind. Um, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm very good. I've been on a long walk this morning. I walked nine kilometres this morning. Goodness, why'd you do that? Uh, Because it's rained so much in the last couple of days that Mackie and I hadn't been able to get out for a walk, so I wanted to take her on a proper leg stretch. And uh, there's a route that we do that I sort of did backwards and then there's a stretch of it where when the foliage is up high, it shields us a bit better from the road. But today the foliage wasn't very high and Mackie barks at lorries a lot. So we took a little detour off that cycle path and it added quite a considerable (laughs) walk to the walk. But also I'm really enjoying my audiobook, so I didn't really mind. It's nice. I've just been working. Work, work, work. Saw some comedy yesterday. I had band practice on Wednesday. I uh, had Mexican food on Tuesday. Monday. What was Monday for me? What was Monday? Recovering from Leicester, probably. What? I think I did have. Oh, I think. What did I? You had a date. Did you have a date? Was that Tuesday? That was Tuesday. How did it go? You don't have to talk about this, Laura. I don't know why you always want to talk about it. (laughs) I just like to know, and you don't tell me off the microphone, so I might as well ask on the microphone. (laughs) Did Shizzy come over on Monday evening? Maybe he did. The gentle boy? The gentle boy, yeah. I think we played video games. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. I've done a lot of work this week, and um, yeah, yeah, it's been very nice. Looking forward to the weekend. It's the Mafters on Sunday. Fun. Yep. Every year, Matthew Grant, uh, Noise Next Door member and friend of the podcast, um, holds the Mafters for his birthday, which is the Matthew Bafters. And we all have to make a short film and then attend the premiere. So we get to get very dressed up and we all watch each other's tiny short films. And uh, and he gives us awards. (laughs) And it's great. (laughs) Matt is one of those people where... 
I think every sort of friend group or person has like those ideas where like, wouldn't it be fun if we did something like that? And he's one of those people that actually does them. Yes. makes them very cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So looking forward to the weekend. Um, What admin do we need to do before this? Now, this episode, we talk a lot at the top of this episode about how the timeline is very screwed up and about how several segments that had happened in the previous episodes are not continued in this one because they'd been pre-recorded and there'd been a gap. The timeline is even more fucked by the fact that I deleted those episodes. So the segments that we're referring to that we then say we hadn't carried on, Ron suddenly does a new scientist segment because he'd missed it in the previous one, but we have deleted oh, the episodes. We've not been doing those at all, that, have we? No, but there is one in this episode, Ron. So I don't need to do this, okay. No, but we should bring it back at some point. So the usual timeline fuckery is even worse due to the deletion of several episodes. Can these be the last redos we do of 2024? I hope so, Ron. I've started putting even the ones I'm editing in the drive so that even if I delete them, they should still be there. But who knows, Ron? That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. So just to warn you about that, when we're chatting about stuff, you haven't missed anything. I probably deleted it. Um, Ron, we really... um, Coincidentally, we talk about primates. In your New Scientist segment in this episode, we talk about primates. Oh, um, yeah. And we saw all the primates at Twycross Zoo on Sunday. We literally saw all of the primates. I saw an orangutan in the wild, not in the wild, in a zoo for the first time. I don't think I've ever seen a live orangutan before, like not on a television show. It was cool. Um, It was really cool. There There was was a seven-year-old kid and a mum and a dad. And a big old flanged male, flanged to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And soon, in a couple of years, the seven-year-old will move off to another zoo and be part of the breeding program just to keep them going a little bit, you know, because they're not having a good time in the wild. No, no. And he told us about palm oil. He did. He told us that as long as it's sustainable, palm oil is a great crop. Yeah. So I had palm oil for breakfast. Dense. Jug of palm oil. I had oil palm. I got the wrong thing. Oh, Ron, what, you just licked your hand? Yeah, I just oiled my, <laughs> greased my palms. Yeah. Oh, why were we at Twycross Zoo, Ron? Oh, because we were in Leicester Festival doing a live show. And we that were. live show is going out on the Patreon on the 29th of March. And let me tell you, you are going to want to hear that. We won't discuss it until it's gone out because you don't want to spoil any content for anyone. But trust me, you're going to want to hear it. So sign up to the Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, there's also a new episode out on Friday. If you want to hear a geography lesson, why are you literally sending messages to the siblings WhatsApp group right now? You should listen to it right now. I'm in that group, Ron. Yeah, listen to it. I knew that you were in it. Don't listen to it on mic because it's a bit I had to edit out of the podcast. We've got to see the entire extended family at a funeral. Oh, yeah, I noticed your your careful editing of that. I have noticed, though, that in an upcoming episode, you refer to younger sister of the podcast as very dull. And I think we were joking because we know we listen, but I just want to get ahead of that and say, hey, younger sister of the podcast, one, thank you for your text checking that we had meant to put a Patreon episode out on the main feed. We had. And two, we don't think you're very dull. I'm pretty sure Ron was winding you up. Yeah. 
I think I call your daughter really dull in this episode. No, you call her a cunt, Ron. <laughs> I think I say that she's dull. Mm, I think it's worse than that. Not happy with you. Anyway, go forth and listen, and we will see you on the other side. Bye. There we go. Hello, Ron. Oh, Now, fans from last week, remember how I'm feeling today. But how are you, Ron? Yeah, I'm really happy at the moment. Ah. Yeah. I'm doing really good. Um, Those headphones, man. We, uh, should, uh, we should speak to the manufacturers about them getting a, a sponsorship deal. <gasps> Are there more adverts on today's episode? No. <laughs> I'd never claimed that was going to be a segment. No, fair. That was, yeah, that was just me being creative and fun. Ooh, whimsical yeah. Ron. Should have done one for the quiz, though, really, shouldn't I? But oh well. Hey, let's not expect Ron to stick to his bits. No, no. Although we haven't actually done that. We haven't recorded the quiz for that yet. So yeah. maybe I will. Oh. God, the timeline of this podcast is... <laughs> now, we have... Listener, we have um a back backlog of two quizzes oh yeah at the moment um so it was two weeks ago that people found out how i was but had to wait to find out how you were (laughs) (laughs) oh god um which also means that this my uh new scientist segment is gonna be missing a week as well no we might be able to put one in the quiz for last week if we remember next week to do it for last week Man. Bloody hell. Um, what a mess. What a giant mess. Well, we will need one in the quiz for last week because my notes are five words long. Okay, I'll try and remember to do a... Wait, the quiz for last week I'm supposed to do homework for. Oh, yeah. I need to write that on my to-do list. You start your new scientist bit while I write that. Okay, you're not leaving. Um, you can still hear me? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you can remember what we were doing last time in biology, Laura. Sex. So we're doing meiosis, yeah, and, <laughs> oh. and sort of cell division Meiosis and, that and mitosis and the differences. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're covering a lot of ground that we... My Florentine has kicked in now. I feel less yes. trembly. You seem peppy and you're less shiny than you were half an hour ago. I think it's just nice. that I tilted the lamp different. Yeah, yeah, you are. No, there's a there's a certain matte quality to your face now that there wasn't before. I've absorbed my moisturiser. Um, I'm still moisturising, by the way. What just happened in your throat? Did you get a throat bubble? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you bought face moisturiser though? Are you using arm moisturiser? No. What's the difference? I told you they're lighter creams, so you absorb them differently into your skin, and they have different things for skin that's exposed all day. You didn't say these things. I did. No, reversal, you said that. No, no. Roll reversal. Roll reversal. I distinctly remember. You, I edited no. it right. fucking today. Two points. Two points, Laura. Two points, Laura. Two points, Laura. Two points, Laura. Two points. Two points, Laura. Two points. I have just two short points that I would like to make. Can I make those points? I would like to make just two quick points. Really quickly. I just want to make two points. I just want to make two points. Can I make not, just it's two points? Can I please just make two points? Point number one. 
I remember this, and you did say about the face being exposed more, but you did not say anything about absorption rate or thickness or thinness of the moisturiser. Because what I said to you saying that was, well, it's better than nothing because I wasn't using anything to moisturise my face before. Mm-hmm. That's point number one. But I point did say two. you will get spots and stuff, and that's because a thick moisturiser will clog your pores, which is what I said. Yes, yeah, so I have been getting spots, but you've been getting spots too with all of your face moisturisers. We talked about that as well. Yeah, but my spots have gone now. My spots have, you know, been replaced by different ones. That's fine. <laughs> um, point number two, you cannot claim a role reversal while shouting through an imaginary trumpet. <laughs> they didn't know that. Yeah, that was just for me. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think about the fact that I was doing it. <laughs> We've, is, it, is it Mike plays the trumpet? Hey, Mike, I just played the trumpet. Yeah, that's like Mike's thing. Yeah, trumpet Mike. Trumpet Mike. Whoop, whoop. Um, oh, maybe his thing on the um, tea towel will just be a trumpet. Maybe. That's for Mike to say. Yeah. Um, so the new scientist bit, um, and uh, it, it links into what we're going to be going through today, which is, as I was saying before, we really started shouting at each other, <laughs> was um, we're retreading a lot of the ground that we've done in the live shows around like DNA and evolution and inheritance and stuff. So cool thing, Laura, did you know that humans aren't the only animals on Earth that use tools? Yes, some monkeys use stones to crack nuts and stuff. Exactly, yes. Some monkeys live in the Stone Age. There are only four populations of monkeys that this has been observed in. Or not populations of monkeys, but types of monkeys. Uh, types of apes, rather. Oh, God, I was... Mm, yeah. Primates. Four... Mammals. No. Yes, primates. Mammals. Four primates. They are all mammals. Four, four types of primates. So it's chimpanzees. Bearded capuchins, yellow-breasted capuchins, <laughs> white-faced capuchins, oh, sorry, it's five, and Burmese long-tailed macaques oh. are the only types that they've ever seen using stone tools. However, a sixth group has now been um, observed doing it on the island of... Coped near Thai, uh, in Thailand um, because of the COVID-19 crisis. What, like they learned to do it because of a shortage of food or something during that time? Yeah, so tourists stopped going to this island, stopped feeding all the monkeys, so they got hungry and they started using stone tools. Now, the, what makes this really, really interesting, apart from the fact that, you know, uh, getting to observe a population, um, you know, develop a behaviour is so rare because there's no, you know, um, when you look at the fossil record of something, they, they would very rarely die with a stone in their hand yeah. cracking a nut. So we have no idea how these things happen, really, um, with populations. So to... To be able to see that is so interesting. But what's even more interesting than that is this specific population of... Um, uh, what was the type of monkey? Where is it? Oh, these are common long-tailed macaques. Um, 
they have tried to teach them this before because these long-tailed macaques are obviously quite closely related to the Burmese long-tailed macaques that already use stones. So previously, someone has tried to teach them how to use stone tools, but because they had readily available food, they just didn't pick it up, they didn't bother. Mm. So it's really interesting that the... Driving factor is obviously not intelligence or the manipulation of the tool or even maybe just the knowledge that they're, you know, you could use a rock to do it. They had to be faced with the selective pressure of not enough food to do it. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, super cool stuff. Um, and it, yeah, so they, they, they didn't go there for ages and then someone went to the island in July 2022 and they saw two adults, uh, two adult monkeys using pebbles to break open an oyster. And then when they came back in March 2023, they saw 17 monkeys doing it. So the, the behaviour is spreading as well. That's really interesting. I, are they going to carry on studying it to see as tourists have obviously been coming back over the last few years? Well, that's... Good question, Laura. Um, so they're actually they like obviously they are they will keep up to date with it because also they um uh, they they want to track things like if if they see one monkey doing it, who does that monkey socialize with afterwards? Like, are the monkeys communicating to each other that you can smash a a rock as use stones in this way? Children of the smashers that are picking it up. Yeah, um, uh, but it does say, yeah, however, tourists are visiting Coped and feeding the macaques. Um, so the team says this might cause the monkeys to just stop using the tool, which means they won't be able to study it anymore. Mm. Interesting. It makes me think like uh, I would want to also have a look and see if there are behaviours that they're displaying because of the tourists. Like, uh, do they smile more or are smaller monkeys fed more or like... Are they doing, you know, like they say, like dogs evolved eyebrow muscles because humans find it. Yeah. Like, are there things like that that they are doing or like cocking their head to one side and stuff like that? Like, you know, things that get humans to go Aww, and feed them. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting how easily they pick up manipulating humans like that. Yeah. Yeah. We are easily manipulated. So that is... The new scientist of the day. Thanks, new scientist. Now, back to your two favourite old scientists. It's us. Hello, I'm Ron. I'm Laura. Um, now. Are itching because they're so dry. We really are right back into the weeds of the podcast. Um, what do you mean right back into the weeds? I thought you liked all this DNA discussion. Yeah, no, I was talking about you talking about your dry, calloused, cracked hands. because I've just been swimming... And so, obviously, they get dry in the swimming pool. And then I had to push Child of the Podcast's bike home, so my hand was exposed because I don't, I didn't have my gloves. Yeah, I was, I was uh, canvassing for the Green Party on Saturday. Yeah, that sounds like my nightmare. Was it? What was it like knocking on doors? So I was, I was quite not, not necessarily nervous about it because I talked to people for a living, but I certainly wasn't really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, but. It was actually great. It was really nice. Um, yeah, I think it's my experience of cold calling for work before, yeah. where I was expecting people to just, like, be not, like, like, confrontational, but act as if I was really interrupting them. Yeah. I had several people thank me for, like, what we were doing and stuff. Like, people were really keen. I think a lot of people, especially in Bristol, where green, like, I personally, I think, vote for the party that reflects your interests the most. Um, I used to be a tactical voter. I don't believe in it anymore. 
but I I do understand why people tactically vote, and I, I, the the thing that I got most from it is that I think people didn't understand that you can vote green without it throwing away your vote in that ward which is why we're campaigning there so mm. much because um like Carla Denia is only four points behind the Labour candidate at the moment yeah so greens can get in there and then you've got a green voice in parliament I genuinely believe everyone I spoke to wanted to vote green but they didn't know that they could really yeah. before it was very like it was a very young lefty area of Bristol so you know obviously a bit of an echo chamber um and um, people that were doing different streets because um, it's uh, like there's large like um, uh, Caribbean population uh, Car- uh, groups of Caribbean people there as well and apparently they were very like apolitical because like, they haven't felt like represented by the people that have been in there before um, so other people that were doing different areas had very different conversations to me but it was very very good mm. apart from the fact I was just kind of walking around for six hours in the cold with no gloves which is why I brought this up oh do you want me to knit you some gloves um, yes, but probably for next year now. Okay. Yeah. They can be fingerless um, if you'd prefer. Um, no. Okay. I, no, just normal gloves. Not mittens. I hate mittens. Okay. Really hate mittens. Because um, of Carly Rae Jepsen? No, I, your analysis of that song really rallied it for me. Um, I don't like my... I don't like my hands being in bags. <laughs> yeah. I'm really quite against socks as well. I hate wearing socks. Did you ever were you did you ever have toe socks when you were younger? Do you remember when that was a thing for a while? Yeah, honestly, like um I it was before like sensory processing things were a problem, but I think I you could have written a paper on me trying to wear those. I hated it. <laughs> Right, so we're doing DNA and the genome today, Laura. Now, we have covered this all before. We got into a bit of a screaming shit fit in the last biology episode because I expected you to remember stuff from the live shows. I will not make the same mistake again. But so that I'm not just teaching you stuff that you might already know, Laura, what is DNA? DNA is... Are you Googling it? Why are you being weird? I'm thinking... Yeah, but you're typing. I'm putting DNA in the genome on the spreadsheet. Um, now? Yeah, before I forget what the episode is about. DNA is a recipe for protein in a double helix inside every cell in the nucleus. And it is a different, four different things in different orders that program your body so bring it let bring it back to its like the simplest answer to it because dna um contains all of those things but dna is not all of those things that you just said (laughs) dna is those four bases that you've just said bases bases yeah dna is deoxyribose nucleic acid it's made in in uh, it's made of four bases. Can you remember any of them? A, G, yep, yep. C, yep. T. Yes. Yes. That is adenine, guanine, thymine, and cytosine. Yes, because guanine sounds like bat poo. Guano. Yeah. Adenine, now, guanine, cytosine, and thymine. 
thymine. Yeah. Thymine. Okay. Yeah. So that's DNA. DNA is is just a polymer, really. Like when you're talking about it in its simplest form, um, it's just a polymer. It's a lot like um, nucleotides are similar to amino acids, what which the fuck are. What is a nucleotide? It's one of the bases. Those are nucleotides. Okay. Nucleic acid, nucleotide. Nucleotide. I think it's nucleotide uh, when you spell it. Okay. It's a code. My next question was going to be, how is it structured? You've already said there, it is a helix. Can you tell me about the strands of it? No. How many strands are there? Two. Yeah. I said it so was a double helix. Yeah, just just requalifying. I'm not trying to say anything by it. Oh, okay. Um, what's the genome, Laura? Is the genome like a segment of the code? You've got a genome. I've got a genome. You've all got a genome. A I'm raccoon's so got a genome. A raccoon's got a genome. In comes a gnome with gold chains all round his neck. I'm the absolute G. Um, like a 21st century David Bowie. What? is a genome genome is the what if I told you that our genomes are 50% no yeah our, our genomes are very very similar your genome's very different to someone else that you're not related to if you're an identical twin you've got the same genome as them so it's something to do with hereditary stuff it is something to do with hereditary stuff, yeah. Is it what you inherited off your parents? The genome is a word that just means all of your genetic material. Okay. I'm learning so much today. That's good, isn't it? All of your genetic material equals your genome. Yeah. Okay. What was the name for the little bits that were like the chain carriages? A gene. Gene. That was quite close to a genome. Well, yeah, because the genes make up a genome. Yeah. Yeah. What's a gene, Laura? Um, It's a little section of your DNA that, like, codes for a certain thing, like the brown hair section. That would be a gene. Yeah, and when you say codes for a certain thing, what are those things? A trait. Uh, On a molecular scale. Because it's always it always codes for that one thing. What? Always genes are recipes for a specific. Oh, a protein. Molecule. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a gene will relate to a sequence of amino acids. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So a sequence of the A, G, C, and Ts. No, so the A, G, C, and Ts are the nucleotides. The sequence of those will code for another sequence of amino acids. Right. 
It's convoluted, isn't it? Um, it no, it all makes sense. Do you remember when we? This was the first live show that we're throwing yeah, actually, I'm back really, in September. I can picture the photos of the London Podcast Festival. Yeah, so three of the nucleotides that that codes for one amino else, acid. Don't they? Don't they change their letters halfway through? Yeah, so you've got messenger RNA in the middle, but we don't need to learn that for GCSE. Great. But the sequence of amino acids, basically, an, a protein is a polymer in the same way that DNA is a polymer. Like, it's just a long string. But the difference with a protein is that, for globular proteins anyway, it gets all folded up in specific ways, and then that's how you make your protein. Don't worry about that. Just know that a protein is a sequence of amino acids. Oh, I can amino actually acids are... physically hear the crickets in my head then. Amino acids are the monomer. Proteins are the polymer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Laura. Yep. Why do you think that discudying... Discudying... Studying. Studying immediately made me think that that should be the word for shitting your pants. Oh my god, I've discuddied myself. <laughs> That's horrible. <coughs> but it sounds right, doesn't it? Oh god. Studied himself in geography. Hang on, <clears throat> I asked the the Discord for science facts or puns, and then I forgot to read any of it out. Um, How many weeks ago did you ask for them? I asked this an hour ago. Um, uh, nah, ruling that one out, Stephen. I don't like uh, element jokes from the periodic table. Plus, I did them all in rusty sugar. Yeah. Uh, that's neither a fact nor a pun. That's a joke. So, ah, Neil says, dogs can't operate MRI machines, but cats scan. Oh, I nice. That's lovely. That's a lovely bit of business. Um, <clears throat> uh, do, 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 do. The closest planet to Earth on average is Mercury. Interesting. Uh, I love that we interrupted an episode that was actually flowing really well to do this. Yeah, Neil wins with the cat scan. That got read out. Okay. <laughs> Back to the episode. Yeah, Laura, why do you think it's important to discuss the <coughs> genome? There's something really itchy in my pants. It's a grit. Is that my pajamas? Older sister of the podcast made them for me. That's nice. They're tie-dye, and I washed them, and... um. You know that material I've got that's got all the, like, macrame wrappers on it? Yeah. That's purple now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't hate okay. it. What no. did you say? What's the question? Why, why is it important to understand and study the human genome? So that we understand why we are the way we are and what is learned and what is hereditary, what illnesses get passed on, what combinations of genes in people make good or bad combos and how we can maybe change things about you once you're already a person. Like, if oh, if it's this gene that makes your butt not work or something, can you cut that out or change it? Yeah, wow, really good. Um, I don't think... 
you said anything there that was wrong. Yes. Uh, you went over and above the scope of the GCSE stuff. So, and we are missing one though, so I'll, I'll try and lead you to that in a second. But um, so, all on the, on the sort of the, the disease side of things, all it needs you to sort of understand and kind of be able to discuss is the search for genes linked to different types of disease mm-hmm. um, and understanding. It's a shame they've only gone negative there. Let's look for skills too, brother. Like, let's look at some Olympians and find them. Is that eugenics? That's eugenics. uh, Yeah, yeah. Shut that shit right down. Is it such a bad thing? Yes. Always? Yes. Always? Yes. Eugenics is always bad. (laughs) Even if it makes us better? Yes. If we're allowed to eradicate diseases, though, why aren't we allowed to know about good things we do want to know about good things but the 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 true fact of biology and it's the misunderstanding that right-wingers always have is the is the misunderstanding of survival of the fittest and as i've drilled into you many a time evolution happens to a population not to an individual so you have to think about the fitness of the group and that only comes from biodiversity and variety within that group. Yeah, so we couldn't just breed a load of Olympic gold medalists and breed a super race. No, and I think even Olympic gold medalists would agree that a society of just them would not be as valuable, interesting as the one that we have now. You need the occasional me. Exactly, yeah. You're, you are a beautiful and important strand in the human tapestry and we need all of these different things to get better. Like, yeah, you, you have to have different, um, different opinions, viewpoints and experiences. So trying to get any kind of uniformity in it. And that's not even talking about the fact that we only half fucking understand a lot of this stuff. So, you know, you could breed something into a whole population and then find out like 20 years down the line that it's linked to some other problem. Yeah. Um, so don't go messing with that. The reason why... Like I just and- want to be able to reach the top shelf. So I'd like to be taller... But then you'd have to change all the aeroplanes because actually I have a lot of legroom and I wouldn't want to give that up. Exactly. And uh, the, the reason why a lot of these things are kind of linked to negative things. Uh, but, but also do think about the fact that it's not negative because, you know, you help people that are suffering from these diseases by just focusing on that. Um, the reason why you focus on that is because they're, they're often very discreet things um, like uh, someone's ability to do something will usually be a multi-gene thing. They are, um, you know, things have come together for them that have made them excel in this because they're a multitude of uh, genes are, are, are just optimal for it. Yeah. Whereas diseases often come down to single points of failure. Interesting. One protein in one pathway is deformed and then suddenly you're not dealing with the products that it should be dealing with in the right way. Or one protein in, uh, you know, in the way that you grow hasn't worked. So then your development has been, um, uh, uh, you know, diverted in in a certain way as well. So, yeah, a single point of failure is much easier to study than lots of things going right. Okay, okay, you've converted me. I'm going to end my eugenics laboratory. Yeah. Shut no it down. Eugenics. Take the squirrel out the vice. We're not studied... super squirrels. I studied at UCL, which was big on eugenics back in Victorian times. Um, 
so um, it was drilled into me quite vigorously how non-eugenics-y we should be. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a lot of discourse about it online at the moment because, um, you know, that thing from the twits about... Um, like how people's ugliness, um, you know, the the hate yeah, like yeah. starts showing through them and stuff. Um, like a lot of people have been like chatting about that as about certain, you know, like political figures and stuff. Um, and you know, often it's like left wing people having a go at right wing people. Um, but you have to be very careful about discourse like that because that is a common fascist talking point about how your characteristics do show in the way you um in the way that you look and then you see that in a lot in propaganda and the dehumanizing of people and stuff mm. um so you gotta like yeah uh not be eugenics-y i always thought though roald Dahl's point in that was that you can have exactly the same features you could have two people with exactly the same features but the the mean one would would look mean because of their demeanour. Yes, but as soon as you even bring it back to someone's features or how they look or even kind of how attracted to them you are, you are handing people tools to disagree with you when it actually shouldn't be about that at all. How good someone is is only about, like, their moral fibre and what they do. Oh, I completely agree. I've seen a lot of discourse on... That bit from Roald because Roald was problematic in a lot of ways. Yes, he was not a good person. No, but that bit in itself is not him going, oh, hey, everybody with squinty eyes and shit no. hair is mean. It's going, you could have squinty eyes and shit hair, but if you're a nice person, it will shine yeah. through. Yeah, you, you'll be charismatic and lovely and nice and you'll yeah. be attractive. I totally yeah. understand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another thing that you didn't uh, mention. My Florentine that we... is wearing off. Um, that's okay. I'm, I'm enthusiastic enough to keep pulling us through this. Um, yeah, there's another bit that you didn't mention um, that we look at quite a lot. And, and again, it's often quite misunderstood in the understanding Please of the human don't genome. don't let me be misunderstood. Oh, my God, Laura. So, I... I'll, I'll tell you about the uh, the details of, of the podcast. I had a really weird work do out on Thursday. Um, but to cut a long story short, we ended up in the worst karaoke bar <gasps> I have ever been to. Um, because it had this really strange, like, back alley Korean um, karaoke machine. Um the only, like, it, you could not filter by language, but I'd say about 85% of the music on there was, I think, in Korean, but um, in some uh, Asian language that I do not speak or cannot identify. Um, so you could not filter by language. So you had to scroll through a lot of it. The only way to search for things was to search by artist. If it was a one-word thing, like ABBA, you could just type in ABBA, fine. If it was any like anything else, you had to just type in the initials and then scroll through pages of stuff to try and find it. Oh, it did not... Um, yeah, and it, I think two-thirds of the songs we looked for, it just didn't have. Someone was like, a oh, Korean population in Bristol? Don't think so. Wow. Maybe, but yeah. That's a money laundering enterprise then, isn't it? Yeah, it was dog shit. <laughs> Anywho, um, have a think for a bit, because I need a wee. Oh, think about what? Can I go and get a snack? He's taking his headphones off. I'm going to go moisturise my hands and get a snack. I've got 
slippery hands and an apple. Hooray! Oh, God, every time I don't see that kid for a bit, she progresses so much. Yeah. Just want to say hi, Mama. She's, she's doing, like, really That's cool cute. things at the moment, like three and four word sentences together, like... She'll say, like, her name want down and started to put things like that in, and she's recently learned the word mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, she's cheeky. She's cool. She is cool. So there's one more um, aspect to... Yeah, sorry, I just was grabbing a snack. Oh, okay, sorry. Hi, baby. You're muted. You just muted yourself. I know, I'm chewing an apple. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's, when there's quite so much background noise, it's really obvious <laughs> when you're muting yeah, to it's chew. It's a terrible podcast, Ron. But listen, <laughs> they can either be aware of how much noise there is usually. Hi, baby. Or... I can cut out the chewing, and look, our our <laughs> listeners put up with a lot, but several of them have mentioned the chewing is disgusting. Yeah. All right, uh, you mute, uh, mute away. Um, although I was trying to sort of get you to say this. So there's a, there's a third bit um, of that of, of of the understanding of the human genome that it, that it wants us to to okay, I've think swallowed. about I can when we're say discussing it. it. What is it? What are you thinking? Um. So, yeah, taking it away from disease, actually taking it away from medicine completely. Um, what do you think that we can learn? What's your favourite subject? Chocolate? Like, school-wise. Oh, history. Chocolate's not a subject. <laughs> yes, history. What can we learn about our history from our genome? Where things entered and left societies. <laughs> Uh, explain. Um, like you could see when a certain gene came to England. How? Um, by when it was in people's bones from. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Close, but um, what has to happen for a gene to enter England? A person's got to come here. Yep. Is it ever really one person? No. You can tell when population's mixed? Yeah. Migration patterns. Yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So um, some parts of the genome are really highly conserved, like we talked about um, the Y chromosome being um, very good for this before because it's so short that you can't... Everything in it is quite, like, necessary, quite utilitarian. Um, So it's very highly conserved. So it uh, things on that will be preserved quite a lot okay yeah so then you can trace things and they know where people went um i don't have a y chromosome though no but again you're part of a population that does sure Um, and there are other ones as well that's just the one that i mentioned because you are a misogynist i am i am okay well yeah sorry oh my god my hands feel blissful now Put some Palmer's cocoa butter on them. Oh, very nice. They smell like pudding and they feel like velvet. Laura, uh, how long have we been recording? 35 minutes. Okay, so what we're going to do then is we're just going to run through some terminology um, that will then set us up for the next bit. 
Okay, I'm going to use um, just a normal black pen. Oh, wow. So 4.6.1.4, genetic inheritance. So you need to be able to explain the following terms. Um, so the first one is gamete. Summer, spring, winter, and Michaelmas. So the first one is gamete. Yep. What's a gamete, Laura? Do you know? A pair of things? You're right. It's another word for pair. Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it a pair of things, though? Is no. It no. It rings a bell, the word gamete. Yeah, so a gamete is a reproductive cell. So in animals, that means sperm and eggs. Sperm and eggs, of course. That's why it made me think of two things, sperm and eggs. Damn, okay. Yeah. Close. Okay, what about a chromosome? Uh... I know it's like XX and XY, and those are your, like, primary sex things. Those are examples of chromosomes, yeah. Oh, you have 13 pairs of chromosomes. 23. 23 pairs of chromosomes. Yeah, but what are they? Um, are they genes? Do you think you have 23 genes? No, but they might be special types of gene. I don't know. Um, they, uh, they're basically the chunks that your genome is broken up into. So you have 23 um, chromosomes. Um, they, they, they come in pairs. Um, and they, they are just lengths of DNA, essentially. Okay. Because you imagine if you had all of it in one, it would just be quite unwieldy. Difficult yeah. to manage. Um, and you've got the whole bit where they, like, line up and swap bits and stuff during meiosis. And, yeah, yeah but you, you, you split up. Different animals have different numbers. I think, like, gorillas have, like, 40 chromosomes or something. But that doesn't really mean anything in terms of development. That's not a thing. Around the corner from my house, there's, like, a person that works in, like, reclamation and salvage. And they've currently got a massive gorilla on their garage. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really got a big horse in the garden too, and in the last couple of weeks, it's fallen over. A real one? No. Well, that's good. That a real horse. Probably tell someone other than you if someone had a horse that had been lying down (laughs) for a few weeks. (laughs) They weren't helping it. I'd probably call the RSPCA. Gene, Laura. What's a gene? A gene is a section of your DNA. That. That. Codes for a protein. Hey, yeah, that's the key piece of information. That is the key piece. Okay. This will be a new one to you, Laura. Allele? Uh, is a garlic dip. It is delicious. That's A double L E L E. E L. Oh, that is not how I've spelled that. A double L E L E. Yeah. Allele. Uh, I'm going to guess a Spanish musical instrument. No, no. No, South American. Where do you think the ukulele's from? Huh? Where do you think the ukulele's from? I don't know. Hawaii? 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought that's where you were basing alele off of, and then you said it was Spanish. No, alele. It's an alele. It's like a, it's a maraca that... Uh, ukulele. No, it's not a ukulele. It's the tapas of guitars. It's an alele. I'll think about it. Okay. Um, so an alele is the is a word that you use to describe the different forms or like versions of a gene. Okay. So for example, if we go back to the eye color example, you'd have a green eye allele, a brown eye allele, a blue eye allele. Okay, yeah, all right. This yeah, so then we can use that word to um to then put other descriptive words on top of. So obviously you would know the difference between like a dominant and a recessive gene. Mm-hmm. So you can say one is the dominant allele and the other and another one is a recessive allele. Yeah, okay. The reason why we would use the word allele rather than gene is because sometimes it might be two genes that then make like a trait. So then but your allele would be having both of them. And then that okay. allele might be recessive or dominant over another one. So like my short leg trait comes from the allele of having a short shin and thigh. As an illustrative example, yes. Great. Now, um, two words that you won't have heard before, homozygous and heterozygous. Come on, Ron. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I was talking. I said, well done. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty good. good. Homozygous. Homozygous and heterozygous. Hmm. So these are words that you can apply to allele as well. You get homozygous alleles and heterozygous alleles. Okay. There's obviously some obvious jokes I can make there. I just don't feel like we need to. No, we're above that. But do you want to hazard a guess as to what those words mean? Um, Like whether it's too different genes that make the allele or if it's all the same gene that make the allele very very close so do you remember that um when you have your chromosomes you've got one from your ma and one from your pa yeah so it's about whether those are matching or different rather than like in within one uh, the same if that makes sense no i don't understand what do you mean so like whether your mum and dad had different genes for that thing so like one had Brown-eyed one had blue-eyed. Well, what you inherited from them, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So whether you inherited two blue eyes or brown and blue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So brown eyes are dominant over blue eyes. Um, But if you had two brown-eyed genes you'd inherited, you would have a homozygous allele Yeah. brown eyes. And if you inherited brown and blue, you would have a heterozygous allele and still brown eyes. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, okay. Then the next one is genotype. Yep, I would choose Davis. I assume you'd go G. Davis? Could go Yashari, I guess. Gina Davis from Thelma and Louise. Oh. I'd go Gina from uh, Gina Lanetti. Oh, yeah, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, great gene. Yeah, good shout. Best character. Um, Not true. What? She's, I, 
I don't really... He's the best character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I'm not just saying this because he's dead, but Captain Holt. He's pretty cool, but Gina was epic. Uh, Wazy cupcake. Nothing to do with Christina Peretti, but Gina Chelsea drops off. Peretti. Sorry, yeah. So, um, don't even bother getting her name right just because she's a woman. Um, Gina drops off. Let's be real. Well, she leaves the show, if that's what you mean. Yeah, but the whole G-Hive stuff is bullshit and it's not funny. Okay. Um, Gina type. That is... Um, but she's still your top Gina. How many Gina's Gina Gina Rodriguez. Who's is that? Her, is she Gina Rodriguez? What's her surname? Here is Gina is her Instagram from um, the pregnant virgin... Virgin... Did the you Catholic Church. No. <laughs> You know, that's yeah, Mary. Mary Gina. Um, oh, no. Top Gina type, orange. Ah, uh, yes. What are we even doing? Yeah, fuck you, Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> Double fuck you. Your character got shit and you're not as good as Oren. <laughs> Clonk. <laughs> Fucking hell. So the Gina type... It's just the genetic makeup of an organism. Um, again, refers to like if you had, um, if you had, if you were a, a heterozygous allele and a homozygous allele that led to the same, uh, uh, the same outcome would have a different genotype because there's different genes within them that make it up. The word that you just use to describe the outcome of all of these things is phenotype. A phenotype is sort of the, yeah, the, the outcome of, of the genes. It is the trait. So, Laura, we both have brown hair phenotype and blue eye phenotype. A phenotype... Um, and the sexy phenotype. It's weird, man. We're related. Um, yeah, but we're both sexy. Yeah, just don't have to bang on about it. <laughs> Everybody else does. That's most of the Discord. Everyone that's not a patron doesn't know. Discord's just people wanking over us all day. And that's the lesson for the day. (laughs) Two sexy siblings. (coughs) I've had this cough for like two and a half weeks. It won't go away. Yeah, you're undermining your own point. What, about being sexy? Yeah, hacking up a lung. Yeah... All right, Ron, I feel like we did absolute gangbusters science there. I think that might be our best episode ever. In terms of the science, yes. And it was a good laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and we shouted at each other, we had segments. It was great. Yeah, and we're sexy. Goodbye. Quiz for 89 that we recorded so many thousand years ago. Same room episode. Same room. Oh, DNA in the genome. Oh, these notes are great too. I bet if we'd done this quiz at the right time, I'd have done really well. Look at this. This is a classic object. A coaster? Yeah. No, I mean like this set of coasters. Classic, classic things from this room. You know what I think? You know what I remember like staring at these during roasts as a child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're terrible golfing cartoon coasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly some of the ugliest things (laughs) ever created. 
huge 90s, early noughties aesthetic of like the far side kind of. Mm. Big nose cartoons. I didn't really get it. I guess. No, it's... it's a man lying on the floor putting and it says the vital putt. Yeah, and he's like taking ages on it. His friends are bored. They're playing golf together. I mean. Pastoral England. Hey, background. doing this quiz today, though, is a good warm up for the live show. Yes, we will be carrying on our DNA discussions then. If we had a house band for Lex Education, we should call them DNA and the Genome. I like that. And all of the band have to dress like gnomes. Genome. You keep... Why? You keep making the gnome joke with the genome. I don't think I've made it at all yet. You've made it, I think, in the bulk of this episode, which Mm. I have already edited. Have you? Yeah. Mm, well then you I think you were all a, I think you were a bit like you was like well in my garden or something like oh. trying to be like a gangster gnome well that's cool well done me <laughs> gnome chomsky genome chomsky there we go that's like fresh a, that's new like a um, like yeah like a rapper gnome chomsky <laughs> <laughs> the OG gnome chomsky good one me <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about Noam Chomsky to riff on that at all? Um, he's one of those people qu- people quote a lot. Is he a um, a theorist? I think he's or a philosopher. And you can't still be a philosopher. And by the pictures, thing. just the oldest man in the world. Yeah, and he's always still alive. Yeah. Every time you're like, he probably died when Karl Marx died. He didn't. He's alive now. Why do you say that you can't be a philosopher these days? Of course you can. I think it's all done. No, it's not. It's like inventions. <laughs> They've just all been made. Yeah, because I'd have been a philosopher, but all of the <laughs> oh, things that yeah. I'd have thought Fair of... Fair enough, mate. Yeah, you've had loads happened. of good ideas, but you yeah. can't now. No. Um, <clears throat> right. <clears throat> um, We're both a bit craggy-throated, aren't we? Yes, and I burnt my mouth days ago, and it still hurts. And my yeah. ankle still hurts from my pill run. And pill run? When I ran to pill. Oh, I thought you meant like when you were on pills and you went on a run. Yeah, when I was I like, you missed that out of the story when you first told When I me. was fucking off my tits on disco biscuits running down the Avon. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's the surprising turn that Ron's Bristolian life has taken. He's really into pills now. That's, if, if you knew Bristol at all, that wouldn't be surprising. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they love it there. It'd be surprising for you, though. Yes. Yeah, You're yeah. more of a weed guy. Yeah, somewhat. For my sins. Um, anywho, so should we do a quiz? Let's try it. Yeah. It's a, it's co- a wine episode, so 90 is going to be a bit sloshy. Uh, yes, Laura's on the wine. Mm. Monday wine. Well, child of the podcast has had a difficult day. Yes, she's been a cunt. <laughs> no, she hasn't. She has. Her behaviour has not been top-notch, but she has been shattered all day. So good to sleep. Arguably like, because of her own I'm really tired to sleep. Um, but I've then been... because she's so tired, she doesn't want to eat. And so it's become a cyclical nightmare. Yeah, well, we were all trying to squeeze that poo out of her by the food bin. Yeah, you know, that, that wasn't was a family a memory moment. I'm going to cherish, is it? <laughs> it's not been so a good so glad day. when she went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes you have those days and then tomorrow you'll be extra delighted with how lovely she is. Mm. Because oh, days like know. these, you think, I don't want children. This is horrible. And then you remember it is only one day. I don't have to work tomorrow. That's yes. nice for me. We're going to have a party tomorrow. Are we? Yeah. Okay. 
balloons. We're going to have a Ron and Laura fun day special surprise. And sister of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to go and see older sister of the podcast and then younger sister of the podcast. Yeah, older sisters of the podcast. Yeah, but younger sister, by the time she gets in, she's going to go, I've got to go to sleep. Yeah, she's dull. And then Wednesday's she's a funeral She's a big dull. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to see the entire extended family at a funeral. 4.6.1.4 genetic inheritance. Let's do a quiz. Students should be able... This is going to be quick fire. Okay. Students should be able to explain the terms gamete. It's a reproductive cell. Sperm and eggs. Sperm and eggs. Chromosome. Uh, Chunks of the genome, so a length of your DNA. Give me more. There are... We have 23 pairs of them. Yeah, I'll give you that now. Gene. Gene parmesan. That's exactly what I think of. Uh, Gene is a section of DNA that codes for a protein. Love that. Allele. Allele is um, a delicious sauce. (laughs) (laughs) A lovely sauce. (laughs) That is a callback to Impossible. And uh, Rick Rick Edwards Edwards. talking about pesto. Find the episode and you win a baseball cap. Um, An allele describes different versions of a gene. So it's a way of saying, you know, like the blue eye gene and the brown eye gene, you'd call them alleles of the same gene. Have you ever seen the film Click with Adam Sandler? Yes. Um, Rick Edwards in Impossible is really... That's what I imagined he'd be like if he was fast-forwarding through a portion of his life, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pesto, a lovely sauce. (laughs) Dominant? Means that if um, two alleles are in the makeup that one will win out in terms of what the new offspring takes yes recessive means it could be there in your genetics but it will be won't necessarily be featured you could have the gene for blue eyes without having blue eyes yep homozygous hmm I have written that word down. Hmm. You've just written. You did. You forgot <laughs> to do the definition part. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's say. Well, we've got homozygous, homozygous and heterozygous. Yeah, homozygous so. alleles. Homozygous means you've got two of the same gene. So you've got two blue-eyed genes. Yep, and heterozygous. Rather than a blue and a brown-eyed, or a blue and a green-eyed. Yes, great. And heterozygous? Yeah, that would mean blue and a green or yeah, yeah, tawny different ones. and a grey. Genotype? Is the genetic makeup of an organism. Yeah. Uh, well, genotype is, when you talk about it, that's kind of when you're talking about like the heterozygous, homozygous thing. So your genotype would be like, you've got one blue, one brown, or you've got two blues. Mm-hmm. Which is the genetic makeup, but that's just kind of how you talk about it. Phenotype? Is the outcome of the gene. So that is, the phenotype is blue-eyed. Yes. Well done. Yes. Really all came out strong in that bottom part of the notepad there. Yeah. Great reading. Couldn't have done that with a shut book. Let me tell you. Um, I'm going to go and refill my wine and... Um... Can I finish the quiz? Is oh, that yeah, right? I'm not. I'm sorry. I thought that was the end. Um, give me an example of a single gene trait. Um, baldness. 
Why would you? Why? I don't know. Do you, don't you think that if boldness was a single gene trait, the bold men would have solved this problem by now? With all the research money that's put into men's issues. Oh, okay. Um... What about that one that we've been talking about? Eye colour. Yeah, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And multi-gene trait? Boldness. Nobody knows, really, if boldness is... I don't think people know. It probably is with all the money that's put into men's issues. (laughs) Yeah. Another one? Um, Height. Yeah. All right. Now go get your wine. Woohoo! You bring me back a small treat. Yeah. Thanks. It'll be Mackie. It's not a treat, that's a chore. She smells. It feels like ages since we've done intros, outros. It has been ages because you deleted all those episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, um, get your tea towel pictures in. Bloody hell, guys. Um, We've got loads. They're looking really good, but I can't start doing the lineup until we've got them all. So get your tea towel pictures in. Draw a picture of yourself, write your name on it, and send it to us, lexeducation at gmail.com. I also wanted to remind you guys about my tour. Ooh. There's only 30 tickets left for the Bristol show. That's not many, guys. Yeah. Have your friends got theirs, Ron? 35-seater. Not many left. Uh, uh, they, I can't rem- uh Maybe. <laughs> Some of them have bought tickets to the one that you're doing at the Bristol Beacon. Oh, yeah, that's sold out. Yeah. I forgot to get you a comp, so... <laughs> Oh, I guess so I'm you'll not. just have to come in the green room. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Uh, but look, 30 tickets left for Bristol. Anyway, so those are the admin bits. I did want to say, um, I wasn't like hugely pro-eugenics before this episode. Just want to be very clear. I was asking questions in a spirit of learning. I wasn't like defending eugenics. You're just kind of uh, originating it, kind of coming up with it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, and I was wearing my eugenics t-shirt and hat and shaking my eugenics maracas. funny salute that you like. (laughs) Listening back to it, I was like, oof, you took this out of context. It really sounds like I am beating the drum (laughs) of eugenics. Um, Well, the way that the world's going, you might want to hold on to that because that'll make you... Oh, babes, if our podcast was... Pro, if if we just switched all of our opinions and put those in a podcast, we'd be so successful right now. Yeah, I won't do. We that, could just though. do a Liz Trust, you know. We just see what opinions are popular, and then we just say those out loud. Yeah, but we don't get paid millions of pounds to do it, though. Yeah, but we would if we started saying it. That's the grift, Ron. Mm, yeah. You say the easy thing loudly, and people go, "I like that. That's easy." Yeah, all right. Um, right wing tier on Patreon, fifteen quid a month. We'll say all of those things. Yeah, yeah. If you pay fifteen pounds a month, we will do a right wing version of the show just for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of patrons, should we do a register, which is another segment we haven't done in a billion years? Bum, 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 bum. 
Thank you, Neradalloy. Cut my fanfare short. Thank you, Neradalloy. Neradalloy. I don't know how to pronounce it. Nerida. Lloyd, karaoke champion of the Lex Education Staff Nights Out. Every time a note can't be hit, Narida jumps in and hits it for you. Don't speak the language? Never fear. Narida will work it out for you. You won't find a luckier voice than Narida. And a huge thank you to Charlotte Emily Scard and purveyor of the magical role reversal imaginary trumpet. Simply blow a loud tune through the trumpet and you switch places with anyone unfortunate enough to hear. You got so gentle and quiet at the end of that one. Thank you. Well, I hope listeners are reassured that that we are friends and um, that segments that, um, are back. The intros, outros are back. <laughs> uh, we're plugging stuff. Thirty tickets. Yep. Crete tea towel. Crete. Yeah, towel. we've just we're just such slick podcasters, and we'll be back next week with chemistry. Class dismissed.